Good morning, Faith Family. We're excited to go further with you this week into Dr. Moody's sermon from this past Sunday. And what a change up this Sunday was. We got to see all the different ministries, a part of FBC Beaumont. If you weren't there this past Sunday, there were tables and it was a little bit different. I was a little nervous walking in Sunday. How about you, Bo? It was it was very strange. Kurt, you were a presenter of yeah, one of the ministry leaders who got to share. How was that? Yeah, yeah. so um, 45 seconds to present the depth of your ministry to Easy. engage individuals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just glad my voice held out. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to make it. We just, you know, by the provision of God, pulled pulled it off. And I mean, it was exciting. We had a lot of people sign up and volunteer for oh, ministries. Awesome. Good. And so this is going to be a great opportunity to, to start out. Ministry. Yeah. So, so we're sitting there and these ministry leaders are, how many do you think there were? Do you 15 know or 20, maybe 15 wow. or 20 ministry leaders are running around to these family style tables, which I got to say that was, it was a blessing to Bruna and I, um, I think for you probably watching this and us, we get in this habit. Uh, we are definitely creatures of habit. We always walk in, sit in the same spot. Mm-hmm. We expect the same flow, uh, on a Sunday morning. And it was just, it was Biced up, and yeah. it was nice. It was encouraging to walk into that, and these guys running around like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to share what their ministry does in forty-five seconds. It was, um, it, it looked tough, but it was like you said, very encouraging. We walked away um, excited to, well, the DNA of our entire faith family is not membership, but partnership. That's right. And that's what me and Brenna both walked away with. We were eager and excited to get plugged into what the Lord's doing um, in First Baptist Beaumont. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that the church is not a cruise ship. You know, a lot of times we've built the church out in Mm -hmm. modern perspective, as if we believe that it is an entertainment-driven cruise ship. And the reality is that we joined a kingdom that is at battle, that is at war, and the church is a battleship. And so there's a position for everybody. I've, I've heard Dr. Moody say that quote a couple of times, and I got to say, that's one of the most convicting quotes uh, that I've heard, because Agreed. so often I want it to be a cruise ship. I want to sit with my people and just you know enjoy it and not get out of my comfort zone, but I love that. It is a battleship. It, I agree. There's a war going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we as Christians, it's February now. Uh, a lot of times around Christmas time in December, we think, gosh, Wish it felt like Christmas year-round, right? All the joy and the spirit going around. Well, let me tell you how you actually can do that, and you can make it feel like Christmas year-round. It's get a part of some ministries, sharing the gospel, sharing that joy and the love that you have in your heart with others. Gosh, you want to bring Christmas around your house and around yourself year-round? That's one way uh, you do it. And, and another way that you do it in, in, as part of ministry, as a part of the kingdom of God, is going through some times of reflection. We're working through Dr. Moody's book right now, Bo. I know you are as well. Uh, and he has a really good acronym in Chapter 5, right? Yeah. Chapter 5. It, it spells out faith. And the first one that Dr. Moody points out as we reflect on our lives is the F is facts, honestly. Is my life different from when I was saved until now? Was there a life change? Love that. Um, And, you know, just in the context of getting involved in ministry, um, one of the things he said on Sunday was he meets you where you're at, but he doesn't leave you Mm. where you're at. And I'm so thankful for that. And and that's exactly right. Is can I honestly say that my life is different? I think so often we question our salvation. We're wondering if... um, can we be sure of what we say we have in in uh, an eternal hope? And I think the the way we can answer that question is this acronym, and, and it's so uh, easy to work through. Is my life different? And then the second thing is the affections, uh, F-A. Uh, what are the desires of my heart? Not only... Um, 
am I acting different, but where does my heart want mm-hmm. to go? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to attend worship on a Sunday morning or do I want to go back to those old devices that I so often run through uh, for most of my life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you move along in your affections, the desires, eventually that's going to result in your actions, right? And that is actually the next letter I image, F-A-I image. The question that Dr. Moody poses in the book is, do my actions reflect that of an image bearer, right? We may begin to think a different way, right? We may begin to speak a certain way around certain people or on Sunday mornings, but our actions Monday through Saturday, do they reflect that of a changed person, of a believer, of someone who has the Holy Spirit within him, who wants someone who wants to share the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we were created in the image of God I mean, mm-hmm. that's in Genesis yep. and the fall in the garden, the entrance of sin into man fractures that, right? Into like a billion little pieces. Yeah. Uh, behavior modification is when we try to put those pieces back together. You ever like, you ever done something like where you broke your mom's vase and you tried to glue it back together again? So many it's times. Like fingerprints all over it. It's oh, yeah. just horrible, right? I mean, that's what most of our lives look like. But Jesus is in the process of formally restoring us completely to the image of God. And it's for God's glory. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a humbling thought, uh, taking on the image of God, um, especially when I consider my life circumstances. Uh, it's easy to put on a show. It's easy to talk the talk. It's a whole nother thing to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the the most, not the most important part, but a huge part of this acronym is the next letter, T, training, um, to surround ourselves with other believers mm-hmm. who are going to hold us accountable and remind us of God's word and speak God's word into our life and remind us of how important it is to abide in him mm-hmm. in all things. Uh, because I know for me, I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old and oftentimes, um, my temper isn't what I want it to be. It's not reflecting the image of God um, or whatever it may be, whatever we struggle with. I feel you, brother. It's, it's easy to go there. You know, I would say that as as part of the church, there's probably many people out there across denominational lines and in different congregations. And the reality of it is this, that, you know, we often skip out on the things that we know are commonsensical and we're mm-hmm. looking like some great big new wow factor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the truth is you really should pray, read your Bible and attend corporate worship. Um, and you do that, and it's amazing what will start happening That's in your right. life. That's yeah. right. It's a simple recipe, but it works. But we right? always keep trying to zoop it up and do weird things with it. Exactly. Is, is that zoop, a word? Zoop is a, it is now. <laughs> I like it. Well, I didn't see zoop in the acronym, but what is the last letter in the acronym <laughs> is H, Holy Spirit. And, you know, as we train, whether it's in a small group or a D group with a spiritual running partner or all the above, the Holy Spirit is only going to get stronger within us, right? That inner testimony within us is only going to come out through our outer fruit, right? It's tough to keep that joy and that love inside of us with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. The The outer testimony, uh, the outer fruit begins to happen. And, and just to harp on that for a second, we can do nothing apart from Christ, right? Amen. We know that. Um, but just to be reminded of that, so often we like to lean on our own understanding and try to muscle up and, and solve all the world's problems. But it is the spirit within us at work, not only in our life, but in the lives of others. And so that that's a huge weight off, but also that inner testimony going full circle back to the question that you asked of, is my life different. There's going to be times in our life where it's hard to answer that question. Um, I don't feel any different, right? I don't feel any different. I'm going through these same old things. Mm. And it is the spirit within us that says, yes, you are a new creation. I am doing a mighty work in you. That is God within you saying, I am redeeming you daily. Mm. Um, And so that's a huge part as uh, I know for me in my personal walk, do I have assurance of salvation? Yes. Yeah. Because I was there. I saw the difference, right? 
Uh, we talked about the inner testimony, how it comes out through the outer fruit. And in Dr. Moody's sermon from this past Sunday, he spoke about how Gideon responded to the men of Ephraim. And you can see actually the fruit of the Spirit come out through Gideon in that way. You see, the men of Ephraim were mad. They were angry. They wanted to help in the battle, but they were not called on by Gideon. And they were mad about that. So we saw Gideon respond to that. And, you know, we as humans, especially we as men, when someone gets angry or is mad at us, they have a certain intensity level that we want to match, right? We, we want to meet them there and show them who is the dominant force. But actually, God calls us to do something different. He, re- he calls us to respond with love, with grace. In Colossians, Paul talks about this. Chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, he says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. He goes on to say, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Now, I had to look that up for myself because always I've heard that a few times throughout the Bible. And what it means is to make people pause and think about how you just spoke to them. And I tell you, as we as Christians, that can really make a change in people's life to make them pause and sit back and say, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to get just as mad or this to turn into something bigger. So I love the way Gideon responds. That's exactly how Gideon responds with love in that particular situation. A problem or a disagreement that could have been, again, something worse turns into an opportunity to share the good news of the Holy Spirit. And in this case, he actually has the opportunity to share the Lord, about the Lord, about his God, how he is so meek, right? And how God wanted him to win these battles with that meekness so that God could have the glory. You know, I, I love I love that Gideon does not choose the men of Ephraim exactly. because of kind of who they are. You know, these are very, these are like, these are knuckle dragon, sword baron. These are, these are ninja level fighters. Right. And, you know, um, I've been reading James a lot and James one predominantly and also mainly chapter three starts talking about the fact there are two kinds of wisdoms. There's a wisdom that kind of is a logic to us. It's what kind of, it's, you know, maybe you're really good at planning. And so you're a great planner and that's natural to you. And you can most certainly use natural gifts in the kingdom. But we have to be cautious as believers to not lean on our natural gifts. We need to lean on the Holy Spirit. Mm. And this is the wisdom that's from above. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and as a proof to this, like almost everything God tells Gideon to do is not mortally logical. Uh, it is not logical to whittle your army down to 300. It is not logical to <laughs> right. not to go to battle without weapons. That is right. not generally a good decision, but that is most certainly the manner that God called Gideon to, and God is glorified through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we start acting wise in our own eyes and taking matters into our own hand, Dr. Moody talked about this this past Sunday of uh, those two types of people that you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I see a lot of similarities in bo- both of them. Uh, and when we start, and you see this all over Facebook, you know, we put this video intentionally on Facebook and in social media um, because we want you to be the salt of the earth in, in that uh, field in that atmosphere, uh, when people are going at each other and fighting the political, playing the political game, which is where you see our own wisdom try to rear up right. its ugly head most. Um, it's easy to be egotistical. It's easy to think that we have all the answers and to criticize. And that is not what Gideon does. That's not what the Lord calls us to do. Mm-hmm. And yet, so often, right. we do and that it, as it polarizes. And the saddest part is that you can see that as much in the church as you can see in the world. Like, That's right. We should not look like a political party within an assembly of believers. But oddly enough, 
And sadly enough, that does happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. As we move through this chapter even further, uh, we get to this verse, uh, verse eight, and it starts talking about Gideon chasing after Zeba and Zalmunna. Now, we, as further colleagues here in this ministry of uh, for First Baptist Beaumont, we actually pose the question to one another: Was this chasing of Zeba and Zalmunna of Gideon? Uh, was that a straight directive from God, or was that really out of his own personal, his own vengeance? Now, we used our resources, and we looked, at, again, back in the Word of God. We looked at the notes in our different Bibles. We even talked with Dr. Moody about this. The question is not so much to be answered here today. The question that we want to pose to you is more of, take that as a reflection of yourself. Yeah. What's your why? You may be chasing after things in your life today, and they may be a part of your uh, your walk with Christ. They may be a part of your career. They may be pursuits for your family, whatever that looks like for you. What is your why? Are you doing that for your own glory? Are you doing that for God's glory? I know for my own personal testimony, when I have chased after those things, both for the kingdom and for the secular world, whether it be my career or what have you, when I'm doing that for my own glory, for my own honor, even if I reach that, even if I reach that goal, or if I make that career move, or if I, uh, whatever that looks like, win the project, win the contract, you name it. If I'm only doing that for my personal glory, that feeling is only temporary. It's fleeting. That's not the permanent joy. But yet when I'm doing it for Christ, when I'm doing it because I'm looking for an opportunity to share the gospel, when I'm looking for the opportunity to tell somebody why I'm doing this, that's the permanent joy feeling that I have within my heart. We both uh, wrote about joy this, right. this week, and um, clearly it's something we're passionate about. And man, that you're right. That is the only place we can experience a lasting joy is when we surrender us, put our agenda, our political party, our, our baggage aside and just allow the spirit within us to work and, mm -hmm. and take part in his agenda, yeah. a bigger agenda. Yeah, absolutely. First Corinthians talks about this in chapter three, verse three it says, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Yeah. Meaning that I can do all these great things in the world. I can do all these great things for our local church or for the greater church, the kingdom of God. But yet if I'm not doing it out of love for God first and for man That's second, right. nothing. I have nothing to give to this world, and to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Bottom line, if we are not thinking or speaking or acting out of love for God, it, it is not for the kingdom. Let that sink in for you this week. We do have a challenge for you this week, though. We have a call to action. You know, Going back to the start of this further episode, we talked about the ministries that were just available here at FBC Beaumont. But here's our call to action for you. Whatever corporate worship you're involved in, whether that is a, a here at FBC Beaumont or somewhere else in Southeast Texas, no matter where you're a member, we encourage you to go further and join a ministry. You have something to give the kingdom of God. You may not know what that is today. Pray on it. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Get in the word. Search for that. We ask you to simply say yes. We, we thank you for being a part of that and going further into your ministry, whatever that looks like for you. Thank you for watching and listening this week. Now go and be the church.